0: there's a couple kind of like pros and cons to this idea of twitter tournaments i know one of the big takes and this was a tweet that was recently deleted by flanked the essential tweet was twitter tournaments are killing the scene the only warzone content we have right now is is competition has truly hurt the game at a very large level Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of the Bot Lobby Podcast. I'm Goge, and this is Katie, and uh, I'm really excited about our topic today, Katie. As per usual, we have another exciting guest to bring onto the show.
1: Yes, we do. We're so excited, guys. We have Wars joining us here in just a moment, and someone who's been around the scene since the very beginning for a very, very long time, and uh, one of the most well-known EU players. If you think of EU, I think Wars is gonna be one of those names that you rattle off pretty quickly.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I remember the very beginning of Warzone, Wars was popping off, and that was really where I think a lot of people got a chance to get to know him and his skill sets, and ever since then has been in the conversation near the top of of Warzone, as well as, of course, the EU scene. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking a lot about today. So without further ado, we're going to get into some probably interesting discussion around EU Warzone in particular, but let's bring Mm -hmm. in Wars uh, to give us all of the insight. Boom, there you are on Main Stage how are we doing my man um, on main stage yeah huh yeah 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 main stage for sure (laughs) it was
2: pretty good to be on the main stage again
0: (laughs) yeah yeah we uh we were super happy that you were able to join us even though it was a bit last minute um last episode or two episodes ago where we had the big war zone round table and i know you had some some pretty interesting thoughts during that conversation but you are the only i believe the only eu player (laughs) that had a chance to show up to be clear we invited a lot of others that couldn't make it and it probably based on the time and stream schedules and we totally Mm -hmm. understand but we wanted to bring you back on because you were outnumbered and uh you were able to get some thoughts out. You hands. Oh, I know. I loved it. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're able to get some thoughts out, but I want to give you an even more um kind of like open platform to talk. So let's start. Before okay. we get into that, before we get into the tournament scene, comp scene, I-, I want you to just give us like give me a little bit of a background on who is Wars and like what made you get started in Warzone. Uh, you know, how did you get started in Warzone? Were you streaming before that? I-, I know a lot of people probably don't know your full story.
2: Yeah. um So basically, I mean, I've I've played Call of Duty since I was like I don't know 10 years old or something with my my dad and everything like that. One Wolfhead Two, all of that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I started getting into like, like w- the wager scene and stuff like that. So like Search and Destroy things like that. Um, and I ended up winning quite a few like tournaments on S and D and stuff. Which uh, I ended up going to a LAN event back in like 2019, I think it was. Okay. Um, which I ended up coming second place in. And then there was like a huge Blackout tournament that happened that same time in uh, Blackout Four, I think. I think it was. Um, and it was like a KFC tournament. It was hosted by KFC. It was for the, all the, like, the big UK like creators and stuff. And they basically... There was like these qualifiers. Um, And I ended up winning one of the qualifiers and then playing with somebody called Sprat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a quickscoper. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I ended up getting really good friends with him and like Syndicate and stuff like that. Um, And we ended up well winning the whole tournament. So I ended up walking away with £15,000 or whatever and won that whole tournament. And then... I don't know. I, I just randomly started playing warzone didn't really think much of it got a random follow-off of vic star123 yeah and he was like yo do you want to play some games i was like yes please let's go <laughs> <laughs> and then after that he just uh invited me to the first like phase charity tournament i believe i think that was the first tournament that i ever played that was like a big one um and i ended up winning it and just carried on from there i guess warzone wednesdays and everything like that yeah yeah yeah, it was yeah. great
1: i love that so yeah i mean a a talented player just right place right time and sometimes it's just that first win you need that first big win we've seen it uh with you we saw it uh with unrational a, a lot of players you just get that one and and then you're on your way up and uh but but now you're here right and and you have all this history from blackout to warzone to where you are now and you have the perspective of what it's like pros and cons of being a european player yeah um, and we saw some of those maybe cons show up when it came to the roundtable we were hosting when uh, not only were you outnumbered because unfortunately yeah. a lot of the folks we invited weren't able to make it but um oftentimes it does feel like you kind of are fighting that uphill battle uh against a lot of the at least na uh, players so uh, i i'm curious when it comes to something uh talking about eu war zone and and your experience is with things like tournament invites and okay. european representation um how do you feel the state of european tournament invites are currently for i guess you would say naeu events and do you think there should be more eu only events kind of what, what's your thought on the tournament invite situation and um, EU representation right now
2: i feel like it it if we could get some more, like, EU tournaments and stuff like that, it would definitely help out the scene and stuff. But we, I don't, I mean, I think the last EU event that we had was probably, like, Twitch Rivals, which was about, I don't know, two months ago, three months ago, however long ago that was. Um And I I, I don't even know what it is that's that makes it hard for the, like, EU guys to be able to get into these tournaments and stuff. Because, I mean, you've still got people like Ithakil and Jukies that pull thousands of viewers, and sometimes they're not even invited to a tournament. So I don't know if it's, I don't know how they like sort of decide who gets to like playing these forms and stuff. I don't know if it's just viewership or maybe they just prefer NA people. Maybe that's sure. just like maybe it's just the people that are like sponsoring the event, maybe they want more of an an American audience. Maybe it's something to do with that. I don't I don't really know, to be honest. Um Yeah, it's um it's something that we've seen from behind the scenes too, <laughs> of like looking at who the
0: organizers are, right? um that's certainly a factor because i would say most of the large organizers are in a based and uh and then also looking at some of the events that do have sponsors and and looking at okay where are these sponsored companies located are they global are they um, more country restricted what is their target audience and, and maybe eu doesn't fall under that for some apparent reason yeah. but like that's really the only conjecturing we have behind the scenes as well so like from an eu player's perspective i know like you had an opportunity to
2: come uh to to in a for two lands now is that right or yeah the like, baka bros one yeah. um luckily enough i got well iceman isaac was was down to have me um so i ended up playing that which was fun i mean i th- And then what was the other one? The CDL, the CDL tournament went over to Brad's house and that was really fun too. It was cool to to experience all that sort of things that, I mean, I probably wouldn't have been able to have done if, i wasn't able to play out. to be honest
0: yeah so um, so talk talk to me a little bit about that because like so eu players like you're not necessarily getting a ton of invites like it doesn't come your way often but when you do get in opportunities i mean you took two opportunities to fly to north america to compete in Warzone. and like talk to me a little bit about your thought process there and like what you really would want to see uh for more land events like is that something that you want to continue to travel to as much as possible even if it is oh, all is- in north america
2: yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, if there's literally if there's a tournament that rocks up tomorrow, and it's like, okay, this is happening in America for fifty grand or something, I'm I'll book a flight and I'll go. Like, I'll just go do it. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where I'm 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 quite young, and I before I you know settle down and stuff, want to travel and have some fun and yeah, do all that good stuff, and obviously compete. Um, and it's just good to be able to to represent you and stuff like that. Like me, he's and FIFA. I mean, you've got like Len and loads of other, quite a lot of other people but not too many of the eu guys like for i mean like for example like vegas like my, my flights for that was like over a thousand pounds like it's right. not very easily fundable for
1: the barrier to entry for you guys of players, in terms yeah. of travel is significantly yeah. higher.
2: it's like a, i mean I, I literally i'm pretty sure it was like a 12-hour flight or something and then i had like the, the tournament was literally the day after i flew and i was it was it was crazy <laughs> then it
1: was I, I wonder wars um do you because i know you've mentioned and and we see it right um oftentimes eu players not getting invites for this reason or that reason or the other do you feel like eu players have to go above and beyond in terms of their gameplay to get noticed compared to um na players
2: Um, yeah quite possibly but i feel like it's quite quite like right now it's quite set in like everybody has their favorite sort of thing right now and it's quite hard to find like, I don't know, for example, like Aizen or something. I think That guy is amazing. He's like a French player, but not too many people on like the American scene and stuff sort of like know who he is and things like that. But that guy is probably one of the best mouse and keyboard players that there is, to be honest. Um...
1: What I wonder then, so, go. Uh, just is something I've thought about if players like wars are saying yes you know you you feel like you have to just be so much extra to kind of get the same recognition as maybe an na player um is that something wars where you would want to see um whether it's the booms the if uses anyone else um trying to whether do, it's due eu only tournaments or in terms of content be highlighting more european players
2: um for sure i mean i'm i'm definitely open to both of those things but i don't I mean EU only tournaments would be amazing it just be I don't know it just there's been quite a lot of tournaments where I mean I don't know there's probably about at least a million dollars worth of prizing that has been just for like American only tournaments and I'm pretty sure like from the only EU tournaments that we have is actually Twitch Rivals there's like one other which was like hosted by Fnatic but that's literally the only tournaments that we've had like EU only but and besides like the World Series of Warzone and and stuff yeah you know it's funny i was I, i've got
0: you know obviously you know this I, I keep track of of warzone earnings and um keep track of a lot of people's uh what they've been able to do with the tournament scene and, and as i look back on like your list of events like it is actually insane to look at the amount of money that you were able to win in verdansk uh was yeah Astronomical, like, like I think yeah. on, on my list right now, and this isn't complete. I mean, you had nearly what over a hundred thousand dollars well, over a yeah. hundred thousand hundred and seventy thousand yeah. dollars on Verdansk. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I you know, you think back to World Series of Warzone EU trios, like that, you guys won. I mean, yeah. that was a huge moment, and there's some other large events that you took home quite a sizable price, but like that is a ton of money, of course. But that is that was Verdansk, and then since then. Um, you know not even necessarily because you were doing anything wrong since then you've yeah. probably made about 20 to 25k on yeah. top, on top of that right and so uh, and i wonder especially with the the kind of massive influx of player bases and how impressive and kind of on the forefront Verdansk was in the original Warzone was, as the game has started to dwindle off, we see these tournaments get more and more concentrated to North America. I mean, that's the the way it feels at least to me when I look at these large events and we don't see Twitch rivals happening anymore for Warzone, which is one of the ways EU players are delineated to separate events. And, And we do see multiple NA events, Aka the CDLR that was—you have to be in North America. America. So so you traveled over to compete, but like you said, not everybody can do that.
2: Everybody can do that, yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting, um, one. But two, let's talk a little bit even more so inside the rule sets and, and talk a little bit about hosting. I, th- I know this is a huge okay. hot-button yeah. topic, yeah. and I want <laughs> I want you to really give me your thoughts on the host advantage of NA versus EU. Yeah. And, and then also, like, what would you like to see the hosting rules look like to try to make it fair from customs as well as 2v2s? I mean, uh,
2: I, mean I think in 2v2s, it should just be down to... You, you i mean from i don't know sometimes you get people that say that they, they won't play like certain hosts blah 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 but it should just be like you play one host whichever host that team chooses the next map the other team chooses one and then whoever gets the most kills or whatever like as the last host sure it, sh- it, sh- it shouldn't be just to like i don't know Like, there's been so many like like boom tv tournaments for example back in the dance um where it was like 2 v 2 tournaments and EU players weren't allowed to host, and in the whole thing, and it's a two v two, and it just doesn't make any sense, to be honest. Um, and with customs, I feel like I feel like it's just more about like competitive integrity, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. being able to be the like the f like the, it's just it just seems like it's the fairest host, to be completely honest. Because if you've got, I mean, if if we're talking like a central host, I mean, most EU players are on like hundred and forty, hundred and fifty ping, which is what I've been playing on the last couple of tournaments. Um, and obviously, I mean, central players would be on like 40 ping and west players. I mean, I'd, I don't know what they get to central, to be completely honest. Um, but from when I was like, I mean, from wh- th- when we did the round table thing, uh, after that call or whatever, I was, and I ended up uh, like going back on some VODs of some of the NA players that play in that same tournament, like the, it's like the subliners. Yeah, in yeah. Whatever it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I was on a, like a 150 ping. And then I was looking at some players, even if they were west. Um, they're on like 80 90 ping and it's i just move moving that to, to central full-time it just doesn't seem it just doesn't seem fair to be, to be completely honest and there's quite a yeah. lot of people obviously they argue about like oh like there's australian players too but i don't know too many australian players that actually play and even if it is on west coast host or central host they're still going to be on like 200 ping 300 ping or whatever it is like i don't think it's going to yeah, it, it you have know, that much of an effect if, if that makes sense. I it, mean, yeah.
1: it's hard. It's so hard because yeah. there's not there's not a fair solution yeah, for no. everyone. Really, that yeah. solution, no matter what it is, will always be slightly more fair for someone else. But I I think kind of one of the points you're getting at is that you has to be, be considered in this discussion, not yeah. just deal yeah.
2: with it. I feel I feel like it should just be the. The, the fairest thing like for like both parties because you've even got people that are like a tiny bit further away from like well not further away from you but like you but i mean if uh, you guys know about drew right yeah 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 where he's based like he get him and his ping is crazy high and he's still like fries yeah um and like i said i feel like it's 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 been happening for so long that we've been at this disadvantage of host like we've had to play on west host and all this stuff i feel like it's about time that it, it should be fair for like yeah EU players and obviously they i mean quite a lot of the big arguments is like oh it's oh it's our tournaments is america tournaments blah 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 blah." and i just i don't
1: i don't really like that i don't really
2: like that
0: either. Yeah, yeah It's, it's not... you know it's a it's a weird conversation too because like even i want to even kind of like bring this out of um you know eu conversation or just think of it at in a general sense like try to take some bias out of it like even when we talk about oceana players like we, we talk about some of the players that that do compete from australia like There is a massive, massive incentive to compete from North America. There's so much money happening in Warzone tournaments. I mean, I have the numbers. I mean, it's like, you know, we've had over like 1.7 million since Caldera dropped in Warzone tournaments, which is insane to say. Um, But. Listen, using Oceana as a good example, like they have zero in- incentive to play in those tourneys or play in in games when they're playing on 195, 200 ping maybe, right? Yeah. And, and it's similar, not quite as bad, but similar for like, some of the yeah. EU players, right? Like there's, it's not a ton of incentive to play in a customs at 170 ping when the, the host is a central, uh, I mean, you know, host or something like, like that. I feel
2: like that's quite a bit of the case for like the bigger EU players too. Because I mean, you've got people like, I don't know, like Recrent and like... Yep. Horizon, uh moon people like that i don't thought you know i feel like more more of those sort of guys would be more interested to play in tournaments if it was a bit more sort of sort of fair like that, be in
1: that? yeah because
2: if it was the other way around and it was all like more eu based i can guarantee that like the na guys would be doing the same sort of thing of like sure. choosing not to play the tournaments like even if it's like a small tournament and stuff if it's eu hosted usually nine out of ten they won't like Participate, like participate in them, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, no, I mean,
0: hundred percent. I mean, I, I think back to too, like not to cut you off, but like I think back to. There's been multiple right. times where there's smaller events like that, that you're talking about, where it's like, a, oh, hey, you know, we have six custom tournaments over the next three days that you could play, and they're all central host. You players yeah. are like, yo, I'm not playing on 180 ping yeah. for a for Every a grant for yeah. a rack, right? And where I'm yeah. only taking home 600 split between three people. Like, I'm just not gonna do it. And so, not mm-hmm. not only do you have the issue of not being able to win money necessarily, or not being willing to to fight against the high ping but also the problem of hey we don't have as much time to like practice in customs we don't play as many tournaments we don't have an opportunity to play in as many tournaments that's that's the thing i'm worried about with all of the hosts being pushed over to na um yeah yeah it, it, it's a wild conversation and i think there's also something to do in the back of our heads too like obviously cdlr was run um you know by Activision. there's no secret like it's literally yeah. cdlr and it was in a focus first I, and i think they had thoughts and in, in plans to do eu-focused uh cdlr they
1: said, and they said that this was kind yeah. of their test run go and they plan to expand to EU. yeah which I mean, is fantastic
2: probably what happen for months though that's yeah. the thing. right <laughs> yeah. if it happens at if, all to be fair yeah <laughs> but
0: but <laughs> yeah. like if if that's the case that's fantastic however like the cdl i mean even though there is paris legion and otherwise like it is in in a focus league as well right and so you know they they do need to focus on their sphere of influence or, or their like target markets but as an eu player like i would i would wonder where do we go from here? Like Warzone Two is coming, you know. You have the, we'll shout them out, Collateral, right? Like they host a yeah. lot of EU based tournaments, yeah. um, EU hosted tournaments where NA players can come play on that 150 ping. But if it's not going to be Collateral, like what's the next step for the comp scene for the EU players? Like, do you have any thoughts on on where to go from here? Like, is it is it trying to incentivize larger events? Is it trying to figure out EU based sponsors that want to run events? Like, wh- where are your like, where's your head at on that?
2: Um, I'm not. I mean, i'm not really quite sure to be honest i mean i know quite like the solutions that we do have is like i don't know like jukies will just help fund it and things like that yeah. for example and it's just not i don't know it, I, I don't think it should should be like that maybe i mean i think some more like some some land events in the eu would be cool like even if it's like I don't know, like london or some something like that it doesn't have to be even, like even like a like a crazy like prize pool or something but just something that all the you know something that just the uk or like the eu players like have this like theirs, if that makes sense yeah I, I don't, I, you yeah know.
0: yeah um, I mean I think most people would play for if it's a land that's local you can get there within like an hour or two hours or something like that yeah. most people would play for 5k yeah, I, yeah it's like it doesn't yeah. have to be like insane press pools yeah it's a good thought interesting
1: it sense too in that I can I can so understand the sentiment of just wanting something that's just yours right because it really you guys are in a position where you constantly have to adjust and acquiesce to what's happening with na and kind of just are you going to deal with that situation whether it's the ping whether you know whatever it may be um i I mean it makes sense to just every once in a while what what a land or tournament that's just for european players right That's, that's just for you guys um but but i i know that We all know what you're talking about when we say, oh, you know, high ping and and why it's bad and so on. But I feel like a lot of times people conceptually can understand, oh, high ping, bad, low ping, good. But they don't actually know why it's bad and why it makes the game harder for you. So, uh, I mean, Wars, you experience this all the time. Um, When you are playing on those higher pings, why exactly does that make it harder for you to compete in these Um. tournaments than someone who's on, say, 15 ping?
2: I mean the things just as simple as like bullet reg and stuff sometimes the bullets just won't register properly, or there's been quite a lot of times where I've been around a corner on my screen and it just doesn't it, it doesn't register or whatever and in the in the kill cam it doesn't show that and that that whole thing is just due to the ping to be honest um yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like you you get around the corner on your screen but yeah. on the server you're not I mean, around not the corner you're not yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's just it's just weird yeah i don't know yeah, that yeah makes like
1: every, every gunfight is harder i mean yeah. and this is this is also I, i've talked to this about to Goj before it's um i've always been very impressed that despite you guys have in this situation where every gunfight is going to be more difficult when every time you try and outplay opponents it's going to be that much more difficult that you guys are still dropping 30 40 plus bombs uh <laughs> against these players it, it and i think it, it's very impressive but sometimes on the flip side i feel like it makes people go well you're still doing that so the ping doesn't matter what it
2: doesn't matter yeah it still does. yeah of course it does i mean like I said, if we if we tried to host like an EU only tournament or something like that, and we invited the NA guys, they would be complaining about it. I know that for a fact. Yeah, and they still <laughs> like, might place, they still might win some money, but yeah, they will definitely yeah. be complaining about. It. <laughs> like, there's some people that don't like that aren't as bad with it. Like, like Tommy and stuff, he's usually pretty cool. With I mean, I I don't know. I f- I think that might be because he was a, uh, I mean, he came from EU before, didn't he, and everything like that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's
0: fair. Yeah, he, he understands know. it to a degree. Uh you know want to kind of finish up the hosting question here and and talk about I think one of the major issues that comes especially in 2v2s uh, in particular about yeah. the host problem right is like usually once we get to a certain time of night uh lobbies are not filling lobbies up we, yeah yeah which go, <laughs> which goes back to the issue of like obviously just player base in general like I think most uh, most of the player base or a majority of the player base or a large uh, percentage is no. in is a yeah. and there's so NA. yeah but when it's 3 a.m in the morning it, you know your time and 2v2s are going on and your lobbies only get up to 100 people or maybe 90 people like uh you know i'd be curious like what are your thoughts on on those lobbies is it kind of like hey suck it up this is what we got to deal with this is this is the lobby we deal with i feel like
2: i don't know i feel like it will come to like mm, i don't know I feel like if, for those sorts, of, I mean, I don't, is it, I don't know. If, I mean, I haven't really played in too many 2v2s late at night recently, but I don't know. If it, is it still doing that with the... Well, I mean, we've seen it. Um,
1: it, wasn't, it wasn't immediately recent, but a little bit ago when you had Bobby Poff and I believe it was FIFA um, in the grand final of a 2v2 kill race, and they had host. Um, right. They had opening host, and they agreed to play through the entirety of the grand final on NA host because they couldn't fill in the lobbies and um do i think that's the entire reason why they ended up losing no but they did end up losing and it was absolutely a disadvantage that and they were afforded that right right they were afforded that right to have that advantage because you know they were the team coming from winners into that 2v2 grand final right um but they just couldn't fill up the lobbies
2: yeah that that sucks I, I mean i don't, I don't know I, I mean it never used to be that bad in vedansk either like i don't think that ever happened in, in yeah I no think it just, definitely i not. think it just comes down to like if that does happen it just it should just be the players that just like decide if you know if it's not filling up or something then it should probably just go to na but it should be sort of like easter maps or something at least because i know sometimes where like if that would like i I think i might have played something where like it didn't feel like it didn't fill the lobby um, and we were forced to give it to, like, the opponents, and then they ended up going and putting us on west host, and I'm Jeez. like, well, that's just, that's not fair, <laughs> <is it?"> Savage. You <laughs> know, I mean, you just, like, we've just, we've had our my host stolen from us because of something that's out of our control, and then yeah. we're put on a crazy disadvantage, like, yeah, I know. I, you know, it's funny. I, I think when you're when you're playing in,
0: let's say it's a 2v2 for like 2000 or something like that or, or something something smaller, I, I think that's the right way to handle it. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. if it doesn't reach a certain metric, you know, we'll make a kind of a gentleman's agreement or whatever you want to call it where the players yeah. decide where we go. Let's go to East if at all possible and and just go from there. In these big tourneys, like, I mean, you know this better than anyone. Um, In these massive tourneys for $30,000, $50,000, 100000 and maybe it's a 2v2, um, people will do whatever it takes to win money, and if there's a oh, way to yeah. use the rules to their advantage, put you on West Coast. They're like, gonna do it. They're gonna do it. Like they're yeah. winning hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially. Yeah. To, you know, depending on how large the event is. And so, with that in mind, like I, I think for these large events, there has to be some sort of a rule set in mind. And I, and I think that's kind of what we were talking about a little bit. We mentioned it in that you know two episodes in ago the, when we were doing yeah. that roundtable. And uh I think it has to come down to some sort of a metric. Like it has to come down to when you get to this low on the lobby you make a swap whether it's 90 people 100 people but at the same time like I I, I don't know you can feel free to give me I'd love to hear your thoughts on playing in a lobby that is not full in a 2v2 uh, (laughs) but like why not just say hey this is the rule set like as an eu player we're playing in a lobby that has 90 people you're just gonna have to adjust your strategy sorry like what do, what do you think yeah. about playing two v twos with 90 people it's not as
2: fun like you can't drag I mean, out I mean, but i would definitely i mean i'd definitely be like down for it and if the other guys were trying to put me on like a weird host or something i'd probably do it back but i feel like it comes down to like it's just a weird it would be a weird like a more weird thing with like resets and stuff too like say for instance you go up yeah Ten kills, and he has to be, There's a reset. Oh well, there's only ninety people left. How am I meant to catch up when there's only ninety people and I'm down ten? Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's even, more, it's, it's even harder to find those extra kills or whatever to to catch back up from a reset. And it's, I don't know. So it is a bit of a weird sort of topic and it's a weird subject. I don't really know how you would. Yeah, it is tough. It is tough. It like, is a good point, though. Fix it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I mean it's again, and that was. One of the most contentious parts of the round table for a reason, because no matter who you are, even within NA, there's not the only answer you're going to want is the one that gives you the lowest ping. But that is inevitably going to screw everyone else who doesn't live where you are, if you're Texas or wherever you may be. Um, And I don't. it's one of those things coach it sucks for us right because we we wish there was a happy medium solution for everyone because we we love seeing the eu representation in these tournaments it gives us a richer storyline we get to see kind of the competition between regions see those players that are the best from all the regions and the last thing i want as a caster is to lose competitive integrity by not having a system that is conducive to the best of the best in yeah. europe being involved and also a system that discourages up-and-coming players in eu from striving to get to where you are or to where fifa or jukies are
2: i mean maybe they could i mean this is just a this is a random idea i know they used to do tournaments where it used to be like eu versus na like sort of tournaments like yeah. that maybe they should do maybe they could try something similar to that where it'd be like three hosts of eu and then three hosts of like central for,
0: whatever for customs um, yeah
2: and then yeah and it would just be like i don't know if he's picks it makes a team why i make a team fever makes a team or whatever and then like we play some like the na guys and stuff i feel like it's not exactly eu only tournament then but it's like it feels more like it if that makes sense yeah <laughs> i mean the other option too like i, I know Mazita was in here and,
0: and boom admin was in here and and um Some of the other admins that are maybe listening later on the VOD or or on the audio version. I mean, something else that I know has been done in the past that I don't know for the life of me why we don't do this more often. And maybe it is this idea of, like, oh, EU has less viewership, which is not necessarily true at all. Uh, But... If you were to run a double-sided bracket like we did for the Caldera Challenge, and one side of the bracket, which doesn't touch the other side until the, cha- the finals, is EU, and the other side is NA, you have a six, yeah. you have a thirty-two team bracket, <laughs> but it's a double-sided sixteen-team bracket essentially, and it's EU and NA, and everybody works through their bracket, and then they get to the finals, and that's where you figure out host problems and yeah, dis-
2: like sure. that
0: is that is way
2: easier um, to, I to execute. Like, I definitely feel like there should be more like for some of these tournaments, there should definitely be like. Like a qualifier or something, so like at least some of the smaller EU guys and stuff have a chance to like play a qualifier, and if they do well, then they're going to be able to get into the finals and stuff like that. And I feel like they've stopped doing that a bit now. Um, like I know there was a qualifier, what was it for? Uh, I mean, there it was, was... Like the GoBoom one, the Go Boom one. There was like three different qualifiers. Yeah, each yeah, week yeah. Caldera Challenge, yep. Um But yeah. then Tim Tatman's one didn't do that, so sadly I wasn't, I didn't, I, I wasn't fortunate enough to get an invite. But if there was a qualifier, I could have at least. You know, had a shot of knowing that I could have been able to get into that tournament, and sure, you know, there, there would have probably been quite a lot of other players that not even just EU like NA players too, like smaller NA players that don't get invites like that. Like, I don't like, I don't know, Skullface for example. Like, I doubt he would go and get like a captain spot himself, but yeah. I know he is like probably one of the best players <laughs> in 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 the game. And, and same with, like otterize and Meapo and stuff like yeah. that. Like they, you know, you have to be within like a somebody that get just gets the invites basically to be able to participate i don't know yeah it's uh it, it's a
0: tough scene certainly so i guess the the last question for me is like when you start thinking about people that are are not i mean even even you who don't doesn't get an invite to every event like you were saying you didn't get an invite to the tim to Tapman event yeah. but as an eu player you are maybe on the upper echelon of people that get invites right you have like fifa Juki's right. maybe at the very highest and yeah. then it's basically you and then you've got linen, linen yeah, oh, yeah you know rob star occasionally <laughs> so like there, there are names there but um for the people that are not as well known some of the names that you may that are trying to prove themselves trying to say look i am a very good player if yeah. not one of the best players i am a young up-and-coming demon from the NA side of things we're going to talk a little bit about this after you know you go back to your stream we're gonna talk about twitter tournaments and okay. stuff like that but while you're here as an eu player like NA players have opportunities to grind twitter tournaments to try to get invites as an eu player up and coming like what do you suggest
2: for those players is it suck it up play on high ping and just try to prove yeah. yourself is that that all they could do i mean that's that's probably the best thing that you can do. Yeah, if you want to be invited to those tournaments, you just gotta try and improve mean, that you're you're still good on that like much of a disadvantage. <laughs> and then maybe when there's a LAN events that show up, you rock up and there's no pinged like disadvantage. Like, I I went to that LAN event with like no ping disadvantage, and it just felt so good to like just to play it. To yeah, yeah, it, it felt so much better. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: No, I okay. wanted and and kind of I, I saw this in chat, um, and I actually liked this uh, question because I've seen it play out uh, in tournaments. And um, to use FIFA as an example again, uh, uh, aside from the the ping and maybe kind of a a lack of invites, uh, is also uh, the time of day in which you're playing. Right? It's not like your tournaments right, yeah, start that's... at noon or one yeah. in the afternoon. They start extremely I mean, that, late
2: annoying sometimes like we have yeah. we've had quite a lot of 2v2s where it's i mean i've played 2v2s but it's gone to like six o'clock in the morning seven o'clock <laughs> in the morning or something like like there's right. been tournaments where i think maybe like swag hosted when i can remember what it was but it was like starting at like midnight our time so we like no matter what happened we would go in bed at three four five a.m or something and obviously it's like
1: hair I mean, that when you know it's going to be such a brutal you're like basically i'm pulling an all-nighter for yeah, trying I mean, to yeah sort
2: of. We, we, i mean most gamers are sort of sort of do that anyway but it's i don't know after playing for like 10 hours and stuff but like especially at seven o'clock in the morning it does definitely affect like certain things but it's definitely been a lot a, a little bit better now like they've been starting about seven or eight our time i think yep <laughs> recently which is which is a lot better but
1: we know the customs don't go that late usually too custom yeah tournaments the customs are five you know, hours it's the 2v2 like, races where we're here for 16 yeah. hours
2: yeah i don't know how you guys do it bro i don't know how you guys cast for like, like, <laughs> like 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 a tournament for that especially when there's like loads of resets and hackers and i like, i don't know It is we, uh, like i get bored when i'm sat there waiting for like an hour <laughs>
1: and then come back
2: <laughs> yeah yeah we we take a
0: we take a big break y- yell into the void and then come back but uh <laughs> no i i appreciate that yeah yeah no, it is a rich thing there's a lot of, a lot of disadvantages from where you guys are at right now and uh that's the current state of warzone uh you know kind of last uh, last thoughts uh warzone 2 is on the way um I I would expect at least the beginning and is and of course if it is well received we'll see a a large influx of players back into the market you'll probably see a large influx of tournaments not like we're necessarily lacking tournaments right now but probably a larger influx of tournaments in the EU EU scene as well especially as the player base increases and stream streams increase like um what if are are you obviously excited about Warzone 2 that's a given but um what are your thoughts in preparation for Warzone 2 um coming up in the next potentially half
2: a year Warzone 2 is going to be amazing. I'm, I'm really looking forward to be able to, to like, get onto a new game and, and, and grind again. I feel like we could... I feel like... I feel like we... I, I wish that we had some more, sort of, bigger EU content creators. if that makes sense. Like, yeah. we, we used to have Vicstar and he was, like... Like, I mean, he, he was hosting his own tournaments and stuff, too. Like, the Vicstar showdowns, whatever it was that he used to do. But, obviously, he doesn't... Like the state of the game anymore. So I'm hoping that w- when Warzone 2 comes out, maybe it will spark uh, something and we'll get some more.
1: Kind of reinvigorate like, things.
2: People like VicStar back, which obviously people like him help sort of create the audience and stuff of people that want to play Warzone from EU and like yeah. tournaments like that and sponsorships and all those sort of different things. Like, I, feel, I mean, I felt, I mean, like some of the tournaments back in the day, without done, none of us were doing it even been able to get into like any of the tournaments that yeah got into like no that's that's a... just don't have anybody that does that anymore like I mean I, the probably the biggest he player right now is FIFA to be honest like in terms of viewership and stuff yeah that, that's actually pretty yeah. profound like I, I think
0: uh I think that's actually a really good point is like the Vic stars entry into Warzone at the very beginning hosting his tournaments it really did help put a lot of EU players, yeah, yourself, I mean including yourself on he, the scene. He got
2: he got me and then like I mean, I was playing with like like Vapula back in the back yeah. in the day and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then he he left and then I got Jukies in and then Jukies kick like just blew up. And then after a while we me, me and juki's ended up bumping into FIFA and then he blew up, like yeah so many people that Vic, you know, that come from that it's crazy yeah and it and and
0: i think that is a testament to 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 what you said of like Mm -hmm. hey sponsors will follow tournaments will follow eu scene will be back in front of the public eye again without it just being the names fifa jukies linen and and Wars, right like i mean that really is there are a lot of other very talented eu players and i and i know most of them but when you think of eu warzone as a casual viewer that watches tournaments those are the really the main names yeah like that's that's almost it right because those Mm -hmm. are the people actually getting invites to tournaments those are the actually the people playing tournaments still and um and i think that that the whole scene and, and where we're currently at right now has de-incentivized eu players from playing warzone and that's kind of just the right. nature of how it is right now and we're hoping with warzone 2 we see that shift coming back but i would love to see especially like giving some uh, i know boom does this a lot of d- giving some kind of young up-and-coming players a chance like i would love to see the double-sided sure. yeah. bracket where it's eu on one side na on the other NA, side I love that idea, I
1: people like maz are in chat i be very curious to hear if there's if there's difficulties from the uh the production side of things but i i i would love to cast a tournament like that where it is kind of that eu side and that na side and then they finally clash when you get to that final yeah
2: yeah that'd be, that sounds fun but and, <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> there's
0: there's co-ed events you know every single day as well and and i've seen a co-ed event that that did the exact same thing or it was a it was a women's side and then a male side and and then at the very end they came together and a switcheroo so it, like anything like that those types of creative ideas to, to make sure you're being inclusive about everybody that is playing Warzone is is just a better product in my opinion and and again we can use oceana as a testament too it's like if if eu is the like the black sheep of the family or whatever you want to use terminology why oceana yeah. is like off the reservation they're like like the, uh, yeah. the kangaroo you know what i mean like <laughs> they're not even in the family because uh, yeah. they, i mean i was talking to a, a, a friend of mine a jacko and uh he's got he's got a podcast of his own and we we're talking about the Oceania scene i mean they have a five thousand dollar tournament once every like three months and that's it really? like that is um, it, oh, that- it <laughs> and he just he pops on plays the tourney gets like second or third every single time wins a bit of cash and then goes and plays another game for three months because they don't have anything else and the pain right. disadvantage that they have is even it's more severe oh, right That is crazy yeah. um and so it's the same kind of thing we would love to see warzone be more global we would love to see tournaments expand across uh you know the
2: globe and give all these different players opportunities it's I difficult just, to do but i just i just wish they could do it sort of more like the CDL, like, the actual CDL tournaments themselves. Like, one time they'll have, like, like, oh, no, you, oh, there's a Toronto event, everybody's, you know, and it's, like, planned, like, months yeah in advance, and it's not, like, like, that CDL's when they hopped, like, it, it it, was just, one minute is there, and then t- a week later, I'm flying off to America to play it, like, right. I feel like, and then, like, I don't know, there they, they, they should be ones, because like, the CDL usually have, like, a London one too, right? I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Paris. Which, Yeah yeah and it would i mean i i think they have a london one too right there's like a london land they london World london World ravens event. and then i think then they london
1: yeah there's, yeah there's always usually a london event
2: most of yeah the time. so i feel like maybe they should maybe they should start in like integrating maybe warzone stuff to those too.
1: so you're basically like, saying kind of couple the cdl majors with also maybe a, like a warzone a it doesn't have warzone to be a, land coupled yeah, with it doesn't
2: it doesn't have to be like a crazy like big warzone mm-hmm. event but just i don't know even if, it's just, even if it's just like a little rebirth thing or maybe some 2v2s or something i don't know yeah well, and, they, i feel like I quite assume a lot...
1: did that test run with cdlr that if they if it goes well and it spans further yeah. into you maybe maybe that is leading down the path that you're talking about right now
2: yeah well i mean i'm pretty sure it's like the cdl and stuff like they've had the most viewership they've had in a while and i feel like quite a lot of the viewership that they're getting is from warzone like people have seen warzone and stuff and they've you know, then they've ventured into sort of CDL and stuff, and they found it that way instead of just knowing about the CDL and stuff like that. Yeah, there there's definitely some cross-pollination. I've been talking to a
0: couple people behind the scenes, and I know Katie is, is pretty plugged in as well. And, and uh, there, there seems to be cross-pollination. They're going to continue to try to cross-pollinate both. Yeah. Uh, but it's very clear that the priority and it's always been this way because we don't even have a, a caster yeah. mode but there's a there's a priority of course for cdl but no, there's, also CDL. For sure. there's also there's also a priority of like warzone is not on paper for you know money reasons a competitive game that we've made into competitive right, right? like we've created the competitive rule sets we've created an opportunity to make all of these tournaments happen but from the back in activision side saying Hey, this is not a comp game. We we're trying to cater to the public. We're trying to get as many right. players as possible, sell as many packs as possible, that kind of stuff. And as we create the bands and we create I mean, all the rule sets, we're making it competitive and we're trying to force their hand to say, "Run these competitive tournaments, I mean, please."
2: I mean, I mean, I don't really know much about like Fortnite and stuff, but like, they, I mean, <laughs> their tournaments they had were big tournaments, like millions and millions of, of prizes and stuff. And I'm, I don't think we're ever gonna be able to get to that, but. I mean, like, the World Series of Warzone was definitely a good, a good step in the right direction, I think. So yeah, I it, think it definitely
0: was. And, you know, I, I again, as I kind of, kind of have my ear to the ground in in am listening to what people are trying to say behind the scenes about Warzone, it does seem like with Warzone 2, there'll be at least a slight shift towards more of a competitive, uh, you know, game mm-hmm. for the overarching yeah. tournament scene. Because they see also, like, to your point, like, Vixstar was a massive content creator from the eu that really put a lot of people on was the reason that eu really had a voice at the very beginning of warzone and that carry i mean that has ripple effects all the way still until now right like those yeah. types of creators the large creators in particular are massive for the game you can take you know katie sure. and i had this conversation yeah. about nick mercs and in apex right and yeah uh you know when he made the shift to apex apex is at a peak it's ever been Beat. at right now Literally exactly, yeah. the highest, and it, there's two. There's a number of factors to that. ALGS is doing well, Nick made the transition, and then, of course, Warzone is maybe on the decline, at least for now. Um, but, like, that's a massive, massive important feature, and so they've got to know that people like yourself, people like FIFA, people like you, yeah. people like all of our NA players, uh, you know, they're the reason people are playing. If all of all the competitive players that stream every single stopped, day yeah. are the top streamers and they're the
1: top players, the
2: yeah. and, and they stop, would, they get bored of it, Yeah, yeah. Sure i don't and know i mean back in the day you had like everybody playing like tim time and wow, it
1: like, every- i've
2: even played with ksi on it on, on warzone before and stuff like yeah. that and it's like it felt
1: like every every week or two there was a very was a big tournament I impact tournament yeah. and yeah over time i mean vixar was a constant presence and so was nick Marks. and now they're gone and it just feels like we're kind of in cruise control until we get to warzone 2 which gives us a lot to look forward to but again it is tough you have to wonder it's it's
2: a lot to live up to too though for warzone 2 warzone 2 has to like like show up like i mean it's like the same as the king kong event like there's very a lot of like mixed opinions on that about like was it good was it not and stuff but
1: what in your eyes um what what is the most important thing that warzone 2 has to execute on do you think maybe from a competitive probably
2: just um just listening to the community to be honest about the changes like changes that that we want like if a gun like is overpowered or something like that or there's a game breaking bug like just just and like do something like, like 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 fortnite does they like vault something if it's like broken and know, yep. will just, like, take the gun away, they'll fix it, and then they'll bring it back. But otherwise, it just sits in the game for, like, two weeks, and we're playing a <laughs> playing tournaments with DMRs that two-shot you or something <laughs> like that. Do you know what I mean? Or, like, snake shots or, like, R9 doof-doof. Like, that doof-doof meta was, I mean, that was there for about three months, I that think. Was paid, that was <laughs> like, paid in suffering, too. <laughs> and, like, there, there, there's so many there's so many things that have been like that, and it just took so, so long to, like, to fix, I guess. But I don't know. Sure. Um. Okay, I, I I'm, like go ahead go ahead okay i just feel like they they should they should definitely find like a few players like from na like wars like big warzone creators and they should just like listen to what they have to say to be honest yeah, like bringing them in as like a kind of what we did, like the round
0: table and, yeah. and into to what they're saying from behind the scenes. That's a really good point. I have one more question. I know we're bumping up okay. against your time schedule, and I'll let you guys get fine. back to your stream. Um, my last question is we're talking about Warzone 2. We've talked about the competitive scene. Something else that we haven't mentioned is ranked mode for Warzone, like a true okay. ranked mode that you can grind in Warzone. Is that so obviously is that something that you would yeah. number one want to see? And then for a ranked mode uh what do you think the benefits of that would be what do you what would you like to see in a rank mode that kind of thing
2: I feel like the rank I feel like rank mode would be a would be a crazy idea. I mean uh, back in black ops 2 you had league play and that was like a huge hit everybody used to play that I used to you know stay home from school and try and grind to get the like the best rank I could possibly could things Mom like up. that I mean hey don't do that but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean having just something to something to grind for and play for like a rank like that it was it, I feel like it would just make people want to play more um and you could even find new people for like actual like competitive scene that have maybe come through that like if you if you if you're playing like the rank players or whatever and there's probably like a guy that's rank one then you've never even heard of the guy i mean unless he's (laughs) cheating or whatever but yeah yeah, he's like a genuinely new guy it it, 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 it could bring yeah exactly and it could bring a quite like a new life to the scene and to tournaments and stuff like that and i feel like that's something that we definitely need love it i agree
1: i mean i i wish that would be (laughs) i I know uh to that point that um the baka bros did that chat with uh one of the devs from raven and i know they brought that up to him and the downside was that he said they didn't have any plans for it the upside was that he said that he was gonna take those notes back to the team and let him know um that that was something that at yeah. least the more competitive minded side of the community was really interested in so who, who knows maybe the maybe the bug has been planted in their ear and, and we yeah. might see something but um hopefully I, I, not i would assume though until obviously warzone 2 i can't yeah. imagine. We can see that until then
0: yeah um well wars thanks for joining us man this is a this is a good start to the conversation i'm sure we'll talk a lot more uh give me uh give me just a couple sentences what what are you working on next what's going on in your life uh more tournaments coming up uh what what's next for wars
2: um i don't have any tournaments coming up that i know of at the moment but um hey if there's any a, any land events whatsoever <laughs> if it's australia if it's china whatever just let me know and i'll be there like i don't i don't care i um, love it i love and, it man. yeah I'm just, I'm just i'm just i'm just i'm just sort of working on becoming a better streamer as well as a competitive player that's sort of the route that i'm going at the moment um i love that that's
0: uh that that's a great way to look at it man well you've been a, a ton of fun to watch you know kind of just grind through this competitive scene over the last like two years um i remember the very beginning of when you were competing all the way until now and you've had highs and lows and you've come back in full force recently in particular like you you and uh skull face and in uh even hosoka in that kind like you guys yeah. have been killing it together so keep up the good work I, i'm looking forward to seeing you uh compete in some more
2: tourneys soon thank you very much for having me appreciate it yeah absolutely thank
1: you, you. Right. goj if we got if we ever got ranked in in warzone oh <laughs>
0: I mean, it would be a ton of fun. Let's be very clear. Like,
1: Like, like, I just, there's so many reasons, so many reasons why it's a good thing, and not just for competitive players um i i just can't imagine of course there's gonna be a lot of players who just aren't interested in it but giving people something tangible to work toward and feel like they have those achievements uh, you would i think flush out a lot of people in the woodwork who maybe aren't streamers um but who are incredibly good at the game who wouldn't maybe have at least eu players that barrier to entry of not getting invites to tournaments in the first place or if you are in maybe some twitter tournaments you have to deal with that ping that you feel like is just not worth it if you have that ranked leaderboard to climb up and kind of give yourself that jump start it really would continue to I think maybe break down some of those at least international barriers to entry for a lot of these players
0: yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Ranked mode is the best way to grind the game and prove yourself that you're talented enough to compete when there's not tournaments to compete for. And, and speaking of that, Katie, I know we wanted to hop right into this conversation around Twitter tournaments in general. There's been some buzz in the scene, if you will, oh, wow. about the uh, pros and cons of Twitter tournaments. Like, it is a, a huge conversation piece, and I appreciate Wars bringing in his community in here uh, no. post-stream. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, we're going to continue to talk for for a little while because this is an important topic. Uh, as we talk around tournaments, we talk about around Twitter tournaments. We talk around big tournaments. So one of the there's a couple kind of like pros and cons to this idea of Twitter tournaments. When we what we mean by Twitter tournaments is this small events with zero broadcasts that are a thousand to two thousand dollars or so that are buy-in specific um or you yep. know maybe they're a thousand dollar tournaments that are just kind of like thrown out there by a random person because they want to and it is this constant every single day tournament that we see where yes. um, it starts devaluing you know the the value of what a win means in a Warzone tournament um th- that's one side the pros of a pros of it of course is we we spoke with moz with with Boo. And one of the things he said was like, we do look at Twitter tournaments and see, you know, who's winning those, who's grinding those, you know, who's uh, who's able to compete well and is respected by the community because they play in those events to determine how we, you know, influence who we invite to the big events. So there's pros and cons to it, but I know one of the big takes, and this was a, a tweet that was recently deleted by Flanked, um, but it has been uh, the same tweet that he put put out has been tweeted probably a hundred times by a hundred different people. The essential tweet was twitter tournaments are killing the scene because it's devaluing a win it's constant influx of events uh the price pools are all tiny all of that good stuff and one of the main comparisons we always see is what warzone is doing right now with twitter tournaments compared to what S D went through and and everything that has devalued the SD scene or search and destroy scene for those that are uninitiated and um And what does that comparison look like? You had a chance to talk to somebody near and dear to your heart, of course, but also near and dear to the S&D scene, uh, John uh, Tupac. And uh, he had a a take on this from the S&D scene. So I'd love to kind of like take this away, uh, starting with his response.
1: Yeah, so... um uh convenient that i (laughs) I had access to john who's someone who's been in s and d since the beginning so he's seen the rise the highest highs the lowest lows and uh uh but but yeah essentially what happened there was that kind of flanked put out that statement saying it's not it's not twitter tournaments are killing the scene it is the deluge and quantity of twitter sure. tournaments that are the problem and uh as you said he compared it to saying that um the mass quantity of s d tournaments was one of the leading factors in why s declined um so yeah i i went to john and i said hey um this is what happened this was the comparison that was made do you agree with it do you disagree with it you've been here through it all um, so, so what happened and, uh, John, uh, essentially, uh, agreed in the entirety of the premise with flanked, which was that yes, um, the, the overwhelming amount of S and D did directly contribute to the spiral uh and the the death of search and destroy competitively at least when it comes to tournaments and and what he said was that you had you had the umgs you had the cmgs and you had game battles and what they started doing was um cmg would do maybe you know three tournaments a week or whatever and then umg said well we got a one-up cmg so we're gonna do four And then Game Battle says, well, he's doing four. We're going to do six. And then suddenly there are multiple tournaments every day. Naturally, since you're hosting more tournaments, that means that prize pools are going to go way down because you have far more quantity of tournaments. It means that players can no longer be in every tournament they want to be in they are forced to pick and choose which puts you in situations where you'll oftentimes it still happens now you'll oftentimes see players who are juggling three or four tournaments at once that are all happening at the same time you're on back channels with people saying don't report us to the admins don't forfeit we're gonna be there we're on you know we're round nine we're almost done and it's this crazy confusing cluster and it's not worth it You're juggling four different tournaments at once that all have a $50 payout. And the the good thing is that it's an easy cash grab for the really good players because all the good players are spread out over a whole bunch of different tournaments. So you run into less of them. And yeah, it is stream content, but it's an overwhelming amount of negatives that come with it, which as we said, already reduces the prize pool, makes it impossible for players to play in all the tournaments or even a bulk of the tournaments that they want. It reduces the amount of large-scale tournaments because there's so many small tournaments. So not only are those tournament prize pools getting lower for all of the tournaments you're seeing, but it is reducing the desire for these TOs to have larger tournaments in the first place. And on on top of that, it it reduces what it means to win, right? Because at least on CMG, UMG, whatever, you have a gold trophy when you win something. That gold trophy doesn't delineate between a $10,000 tournament or a $50 tournament, it's just a gold trophy. So you're gonna get players who might not actually be that good racking up 20, 30 gold wins, and you're like, wow, this person must be good. They're not actually that good. There's just so many tournaments happening. And so what what a win means loses its value. What wins mean in terms of finding new talent makes it that much more difficult. so there's, there was, and respect I think was a big thing too, was not not only does it make them not as exciting to get, but the community doesn't care about a win as much. Sure, and- yeah. So, so yeah. Basically, to, to sum all that up, um, John did agree with flanked, um, and I, I would agree too. I think everyone's heart is in the good place here when it comes to these tournaments. You want to host them. You want to give everyone opportunities. You want to, especially these players who aren't getting invited to the bigger um, Warzone tournaments. You want to see them uh, get those opportunities. But I do think there needs to be a cautionary tale because yes, S and D is not Warzone, but. There's a cautionary tale, I think, to be had there on following a similar path
0: yeah i mean let's let's go back to even like the basic conversation of supply and demand right like if if you've ever taken an economics class you can look at the graph right it's two opposing lines if you're on audio i'm putting my hands like an x right and as you move up that supply line as you increase supply you will pass equilibrium at some point you will pass the ideal number of events that need to be happening at a certain price point as you move further down that supply line past equilibrium guess what happens demand goes down, right? Every event oversaturates the market and the demand for those events goes way, 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 way down, right? And that's what we're seeing right now. The oversaturation of the market on Twitter is having an opportunity for players to compete, which is great. It's keeping people grinding the game, which is fun and amazing, but the demand for the events is next to none. And so you see some events not make, you see a lot of people putting in money for themselves to say, okay, we can't get enough buy-in. So let's just have somebody sponsor this. That way it's free. Then people will come play my tournament rather than in this other tournament you have conflicting events you have uh, events eating each other cannibalizing each other like i look at collateral who is probably one of the most successful like
1: events is a huge problem sure
0: and, and like yeah. it, it, like collateral is probably one of the most successful quote, quote unquote twitter tournament organizers right now because they run a lot of customs and they're really the only ones that are running customs that often uh, Yet you, you know even their events are not making a lot of the time because there's so many other events going on and because of that again the demand for twitter tournaments has gone down but even the public eye Of the Twitter tournaments has gone down to like, oh, I literally couldn't care less that you won a $900 tournament. And like, I keep track of all Warzone earnings. I'm literally sitting at a spreadsheet for four hours, inputting that somebody got third in a thousand dollar tournament where it was trios and they won $23.67. And I'm putting that (laughs) onto a sheet because I like to keep track of that. And as you look at the number of events people have won, like, I look at just my Caldera sheet, right? Uh, you know, you look at somebody near the top, like Hasoka, who has done well in large events and a lot of small events. He has placed in 41 tournaments on Caldera alone since the map drop. That's insane. Mm Almonds at 45 events since Caldera dropped. And and then you've got 38 down below. And as you start scrolling down, like some people have won six events but are inside the top 20 because they only play in big events. And some people have won... 38 events or place 38 events and are just barely outside of the top 20 because they're all small events so the value of a win is next to nothing right now it is only the value of a dollar and how much dollar amount you're winning um i would also argue like this constant grind in warzone you know even what War said was so important like vicstar a content creator first being the lead kind of head of EU Warzone was a massive boon to the overall scene. When our entire kind of system of Warzone right now, all of the top streamers, every single one besides maybe Swag and like a couple other people are starting to dabble into content creation. Like the top streamers are competitors and that's it. So they want to compete. I look at almond he's won a hundred and freaking seven thousand dollars on big map alone since it dropped right and he's playing in a sixteen hundred dollar tournament that's a 2v2 that lasts 12 hours like that is literally mind-boggling to me but the only reason it makes sense is because his entire content is competing and when you're a competitor, all you want to do is compete no matter the dollar amount. And so it's diluting what the viewers look at as a public viewer, as somebody that plays the game publicly, it just has a lot of fun. Like you're watching them compete and you're like, okay, they're killing me in this lobby. Like, this is not fun for me. Like, I, I don't know. I-, I, re- I truly believe that I- some Twitter tournaments, not a bad thing, but the only Warzone content we have right now is is competition has truly hurt the game at a very large level.
1: Well, I think the thing too is, is I, I don't Twitter tournaments are great. Grassroots tournament organizers coming together to provide opportunities is great. And it's a really good thing. Um, I don't want to see them. And I think you, you used the best word cannibalize. I do not want to see these TOs cannibalize each other because they feel like Uh, like what we saw with UMG, CMG, Game Battles. Game Battles is a joke now. Game Battles used to be the biggest um, online S&D tournament organizer. And... They spiraled so quickly as all three were competing against each other that they are literally a joke now. No one uses game battles. It's it's a joke site. And I don't want to see something similar happen for these Twitter TOs that they also let's talk about burnout too, right? Because it's not just for the players playing a billion different tournaments, but and maybe feeling like the the monetary payout of investing that time and stress is not worth it, but it's also the TOs themselves. I don't want them to get into this spiral and cycle where they feel like they have to put all of the tournaments on so that they are doing the most and they are in the public eye the most and they are seen as the, I don't know, best Twitter tier or whatever. And they just get exhausted from having to put on 8 million tournaments and dealing with the bitching and dealing with the conflicts, with schedules, with everything else. It's just... I, I don't wanna see that also disincentivize the TOs from even doing this anymore. And then suddenly you have no Twitter tournaments like what happened with the SD, right? Literally that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, th- that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, I think again, when we start talking about supply and demand, we look at where we're at, we're obviously past equilibrium. Like we're way up that supply line, and it is it is more than apparent. However, there is there is a comeback. We reduce supply, demand is also going to follow eventually. It might take a little bit of time, but it will. And this is where and I see Shifty and Chad said something and I think this is where uh we could see some true success really in preparation for Warzone 2 and just hear me out on this. I know other people have said the same and and I'm here for it. But but mm-hmm. If we had some of the Twitter admins, let's just throw some names out there. Whether it's Collateral, Miss Know It All, she runs tournaments. I swear, every single day, Winarellas is another one. You know, uh, Warzone Customs used to run a ton. And and really, the original idea behind Warzone Customs was a place to scrim, a place to get competitive reps in in preparation for big tournaments.
1: Twitter out of the system. Warzone
0: Customs did not succeed because of twitter tournaments let's be very clear there was an oversaturation of events already if you had one combined place maybe two whatever based on regions one combined place or even just combined events where miss no adult Winnerellas, and collateral comes together and say hey we're gonna have a buy-in tournament uh it's x amount of dollars and it happens every single tuesday and every thursday and that's it And you come in and you grind those events and all the big players are playing in those events. It's it's an opportunity to get competitive scrims. You're able to win some money, but it really is just preparation for the larger events. That would be a much more fluid and manageable schedule. The problem is, again, let's go back. No one's going to do that because every single large streamer right now is a competitor besides maybe one or two. And so they want to compete every single day. So if there's not a tournament, they're running, they're running wagers, right? They're running channels like that because that's, that is their entire content schedule is I want to compete. And so they want these Twitter tournaments to say, Hey, I want you to run a tournament Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because if not, I don't know what to do with my stream. I'm going to only stream four hours instead of 12 hours. Cause I don't have an event to run and I don't have people that want to run wagers. Like that is the entire scene right now until Warzone 2 comes when people can start making content again and try to be content creators around Call of Duty.
1: Well, there's also the concern, and and maybe it's a more minor one, but I think worth being acknowledged, is that um, Activision themselves, it's sort of a gray area on how okay they are with buy-in tournaments for their game that they aren't involved with officially. Um, sometimes they're not okay with it. Lots of times they don't pay attention to it, but it's sort of kind of that gray area and uh, who knows how big of a deal it actually is. But there is also a current concern of as more of these tournaments start to flood onto Twitter, there's kind of always that risk of Activision taking notice and not being okay with it and just shutting all of it down. If they want to, and I don't know if that's necessarily a concern they would have, if say it was maybe one tournament every week or or whatever whatever hypothetical, whereas basically less tournaments, uh, a little meteor of a prize pool. Um, maybe prize pools that are more likely to have sponsorships because they're a little bit meatier and so on and not as frequent um less of a chance perhaps of of activision caring so much about those and and who knows they might not care at all but it, it's something that i know is a potential concern if they ever did decide to take a look at it
0: well i mean in an ideal world right in an ideal world buy-in tournaments wouldn't exist because you wouldn't need them you would, you would have large events that have qualifiers all day, every single day, right? You you have people like Boom that run Warzone scrims and Mazita says, look, come play Warzone scrims and there's an opportunity, like we will get to know you as Boom and then we'll be able to have an opportunity to invite you to some larger events. I know there's people in a chat right now that, that did that very path, right? They were like, okay, I know Boom runs a ton of events. I'm going to do some networking. I'm going to play in these free free thirties, or sometimes I think they're like $200, $300 that, that Boom throws in there uh, to incentivize it and then that's it. A, a normal, easy, traditional comp scene is we grind competitive games, even if there's not money involved, in order to get invites to a lot of these large events. But the problem mm-hmm. is, all of our large events are creator forward events. We've talked about this with Activision. They don't, it, let me phrase this correctly, they do care about the scene. They don't care about a competitive scene because, in their mind, comp- Warzone is not a competitive game. Fair assessment they care about the event being an event with the largest content creators and then oftentimes they'll they'll let boom do qualifiers to to bring in a few people here or there or what have you to kind of satiate the scene um, but the idea behind the event is what are our ccvs and how do we include our content creators to make a fun you know, fun to watch event doesn't necessarily need to be the most competitive, which is why sometimes they've pushed back on some of our rule sets that we've posed of bans or right. otherwise. Like it's the same conversation I had with Twitch Rivals folks. I had Cloudfield on uh, on a stream a while back, and I was talking to, to him about Twitch Rivals, and he was saying, "Hey, you know, I I hear you. I understand how you're trying to make this a competitive game and a competitive rule set. We're not doing bans. We're not doing anything like that because we're just trying to have a fun event." And my whole like question i posed him is like the problem with that idea and the problem behind not having those rule sets involved is that twitch rivals is the largest tournament that happens in warzone right it was a hundred thousand dollars it was this massive event and so the outside perspective was this is what competitive warzone is which means it's like a joke because people are running around with shotguns and and bows and all of that stuff and and so
1: insult a combat (laughs) boat okay
0: sure 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 my bad my bad rpgs whatever you want to say So since the very beginning, we've had this issue of marrying competitive mindset, competitive grind, which has always been Call of Duty's mantra, by the way. Like, Call of Duty, there is this grind mentality. Even if you're a pubs player and the game is catered to to, to public players, like the CDL, like, it feels like Call of Duty is a competitive game. When you enter into the Battle Royale scene and it's, it's, you know, a, a lot more RNG even than a multiplayer game, of course. Like, people will not people will not treat it in the back end as a competitive game and therefore it's not viewed as a competitive game except when only content creators that we have right now are competitive players people say this is warzone content it's comp so there's like <laughs> this weird dichotomy in like just miss right now with current warzone that I think has really contributed to the reason that Twitter tournaments exist every single day and there's an oversaturation of the market like I don't know if that train of thought came out of my mouth correctly but I hope I hope we're following that same path because I i think it's all interconnected with honestly it goes all the way back to lack of content and then lack of support
1: well yeah i mean that's always um and i don't want to get into it too deeply but that's always kind of been a tug of war that um competitive call of duty uh in all of its facets has um had with uh activision and and the developers um because obviously there is uh activision and then of course you have raven and everyone else um was do you want this to be more focused on content or do you want this to be more focused on competitive and the answer has always been you know content and casual first which is fine you know it, it's their game you can do with it what you want um but no I, I agree with you that 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 tug of war does also come into play as one of the overarching um considerations for warzone competitive and the smaller tournaments and the larger tournaments and whether players want them to be more competitive um, um because this is their livelihood or what has made their twitch pop off or what they base you know their content around or people who just want it to be more content faceted which is always going to be difficult considering the fact that if there's money on the line the people playing for the money are going to want it to be competitive uh unless you know you're, you're legion and sean jay and hey you know what they made a rack died <laughs> yeah
0: so, finesse and the gimmicks,
1: bag right there's gimmicks that can kind of give you the best of both worlds but that is also always going to be kind of a, a problem within the context of this discussion look i'll
0: just say this if if activision blizzard and folks behind the scenes want warzone to stay out of the competitive eye and tournaments can happen for they wouldn't even call them tournaments they should be called just events in general and i think probably behind the scenes they are called events right like an event that brings viewership is always a good thing for the game like having a ton of people watching because it's going on is, is fantastic that's amazing um so they'll continue doing those events but if they want the game to be focused on content content creation casuals like they've gotta they've gotta back that up like they gotta back it up with updates they gotta back it up with content because the only content we have right now is either competition or loadouts like that's it like if you go to youtube right now for warzone i mean it's loadout videos that's it there's nothing else besides high kill games like it's competitive or it's loadouts it, there's no content in between with warzone so if you're going to focus on content you're not going to focus on the competitive scene give us a ton of content give us a ton of event in-game events give us a ton of updates change the map a lot like those types of things are all good for content and tiktok videos and things that bring viewers back to the game when there's nothing to post about besides a loadout video it's going to go away and so Or the other option is Warzone 2 comes out, you focus on the competitive, you focus on a ranked mode, you focus on giving us a caster mode for customs, you make customs a very competitive type uh, playlist where you can edit all the settings in the games, like there's a lot of content that can be made around the competitive scene as well, if you give us the tools to do so, you got to pick one or the other, and right now we're kind of just sitting right in the middle.
1: Yeah, and I I think, unfortunately, we're probably going to continue to sit right in the middle. Um, We are coasting until Warzone 2, and I can understand why, right, guys? If you're making Warzone 2... um... There is so much that goes into that, that we will never understand the volume of work and preparation and execution required uh, for Warzone 2, which means that they just aren't going to also have the equal amount of resources to put into something like, uh, you know, constant content, for example, right? Because they're focusing so much of their efforts on Warzone 2. Um, So I I think, unfortunately, that coast is going to continue until we get there, but also hopefully um we get a more clear answer on the direction they want to go in um as opposed to kind of a little bit of this and a little bit of that and who knows maybe it won't go anywhere but i would hope we can get a, a clearer picture of do they want to dedicate uh some amount of this into a competitive specific aspect of warzone do they just want these tournaments to um be content with a sprinkling of competitive uh, i i think that would kind of be helpful for all parties involved to know i don't think we'll necessarily get that information from them yeah. uh, but uh, for a lot of these it's just going to be us talking about until we really see what they want to do um no go, I, I know that um this is probably not going to be the longest um podcast uh episode we've done but do we want to uh is there anything else you wanted to say here um from the extension of talking about blanks thread because i know we had a lot of back and forth i know mrs Know-it-all was kind of pushing back on flanked as were people like maybe maybe jukies or samsa you had Winterella's agreeing with him there was kind of a lot yeah, there but yeah you I, touch on what happened um with the tournament yesterday or do you have any last thoughts
0: no i mean i think uh last thoughts on the twitter tournament thing it, look i i went on a rant there supply and demand i was an economics major so it's certainly something i like to hang out on for a while but uh i i do feel like the response is warranted like the response against this idea is warranted like the response of hey i don't get invites to big tournaments and i like to compete in Warzone. if these go away or they are less frequent what the heck am i going to do and if they're less frequent that means there's less spots which means i'm probably not going to have a spot if i'm small so like i get that and, and i think it's totally fair And again, I think the overarching problem is not with you or the Twitter tournament organizers. It's the problem of, you know, there is lack of content. So the only thing we have is competing right now. And it has kind of perpetuated this current community that is not necessarily super toxic, but very, um, very sweaty. Not a problem, but uh, has increased the supply of events to, to an unhealthy degree. Um, but there's really nothing we can do about that right now because everybody wants events every single day. So they're going to continue to do that. And it will probably continue to dilute the the overall Warzone scene until Warzone 2 comes out. And we might see some big content creators come back and start making content around the game again and, and all of that good stuff that will hopefully bring viewers and people and all of that good stuff. So uh, look, I, I don't know. I, there's there's pros and cons to it. I, I went on my rant, but I do see the other side. Um, and, and I do recognize a lot of our Grassroots organizer friends. I mean, I'm one of them. Like, I literally got my Uh, start, Katie. Like, the only reason I'm here today on this podcast, the only reason I even know who you are, the only reason we've worked together on 150 events and I've casted $750,000 in Warzone is because I was a grassroots organizer. I put together my own events and I gave myself a job casting those to build up my resume. So, like, I'm there. My spirit is with you all. And shout out to everybody that is doing that behind the scenes. Miss Know It All runs events all the time. And I don't think she takes a single dollar cut from her events which is insane. Like that is a ton of work and a ton of time to get literally nothing in return besides p- probably some friendships or otherwise It, it a little, like right. maybe some Twitter followers. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It, it is a very tough topic, but I appreciate John's insight as well. Um,
1: well, yeah. yeah, my immediate thought was when I saw that thread from Flanked and kind of everyone going in on like Twitter tournaments and this didn't kill us a deer, whatever. I was like, well, you know what? I do have an authority figure. I could probably give the yeah, call. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ask, ask exactly what happened. Um, but let, let's talk about what happened yesterday. Um, actually uh, have been taking a peek. I, I do know that uh, some of the folks here in the um, Twitter space as well, um, this makes me stick around cause I'm gonna gas ya. But uh, we had Joe's battle for the crown um, day two yesterday and uh, it was swapped inputs. Uh, so if you're mouse and keyboard, you're on controller. If you're controller, you're on mouse and keyboard. Tommy and Almond ended up coming in first place. Uh, Huskers and noobs took second after it went to a map five and uh i was just curious what kind of what your opinions were on, on how everything went Goj, because uh, i'm not gonna lie uh the upper half of the bracket um well rather the lower half of the bracket kind of had a lot of the the really really tough teams yeah. uh, but i i will say when it got to the semi-final and it um it was kind of that that matchup we had with Smixie and Nick Cool and um, Tommy and Almond. My uh, my initial reaction was this is this is probably going to be a 3-0. This feels fairly lopsided, and I was so deeply impressed at the fact that that did go the distance. It went all the way, and it was so incredibly close. Um, yeah, especially because
0: they they picked up like right before the event. Like they were a sub because even, one yeah, one so of the see, teams okay, bailed. Okay,
1: no, yes there was a there was a few teams that bailed and <laughs> and i know that i i know on t- not not just that but um i i think people were saying um smixie wasn't feeling well yeah, yeah, uh, yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. or something else but um oftentimes as casters we look at matchups we look at brackets and we we turn okay like who who's most likely to be coming out of this uh, storylines anything else and i was so very kind of like delighted that the fact that that went to that map five it went the distance it was back and forth i mean Smixie and nickel they struck first they they took that opening map um it, it was not it was not easy um for for tommy and almond in that matchup and uh, that that was kind of one of my highlights. um Also, I think uh, another one being is how how well Huskers was playing on controller. In fact, yeah, Huskers, yeah. Used, despite their breakup, got back together and got to the grand final. That might have been my favorite series of the entire tournament. Was that Smitsy, Nick, Cool, Tommy, and Alman just because of how back and forth and the distance that it went? Yeah,
0: it was, it was super fun to watch. I mean, there was certainly like I said this on broadcast, and I'll say it again today. Well, one thing I didn't say on broadcast today that I'll say on the podcast because this is shitters digest right uh also like unless they had serious things going on from our understanding some of these teams just backed out because they didn't want to play on reverse input which is a huge just like that is a that's- terrible move
1: just like, yeah that that looks so shitty oh
0: it's terrible and from the tournament admin side you're making them scramble an hour before the events start because you wanted to go play pubs like that is awful i hate that like they should just be kicked out for the finals like that's dumb now if they had a <laughs>
1: I agree. If you commit to a tournament, I don't really care if it's a three-week tournament, you've committed and you don't get to pick and choose what parts of it you're a part of. I agree. I I 100% agree with you. If you were someone who was just like, I got better shit to do. I don't want to play on mouse and keyboard or I don't want to play on controller. Well, sucks to suck. You don't get to be in the $28,000 portion of this that happens next
0: week. What are we talking about? I mean, if they had serious things come up, like that is totally fair. And replacements happen all the time and need to happen in tournaments. It's like that. That is totally warranted. But there was a lot of people that said
1: reason. But like, it, yeah. if, that, if you don't have a legit reason, then I want to see Smixie Nickel back in this thing. Like, I would rather yeah. see in this tournament than you because you clearly don't care
0: yeah I, I i it like sucks that we get to see them for one week and then they don't get to play next week like that that's just weird to me but uh, i mean it, it is what it is whatever but regardless um it was impressive they came in and subbed uh and what i was gonna say is like it, some of these people that maybe dropped out because they didn't want to embarrass themselves on on that input they just didn't really feel like playing because they knew they couldn't win like i mean get, can we just i'm gonna put them on blast because because i like the guy we had a conversation about it and he knows it magnificent and corrupt are god-awful on, on mouse and keyboard. I mean, and they Are know they it.
1: Worse than Oakley Boy? I mean, and, and
0: Oakley <laughs> Boy too. Like we'll throw Oakley Boy in there. They know yeah. they're god awful.
1: You didn't even practice though. Like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't even there, there were players who were practicing for this and players who very clearly did not practice and like, yeah, you probably are gonna shit the bed.
0: Yeah, I mean they're I mean, they were horrible. And they knew it too, right? Like and uh and they didn't even go for the lowest KD, which I appreciate. Like they tried. And uh, I mean I literally Wag said I said this on broadcast, Wag literally said, Yo, do not put me on Main Broadcast week two. I am so bad. <laughs> um <laughs> the first thing
1: happened is that he came on main broadcast and immediately got shit on. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was classic. Uh that
1: was- but so
0: all that to say like the very beginning of the tournament was super fun because it was just comedic some people were terrible some people were really good and we saw some funny moments people going for Lois katie and otherwise and then we transitioned to sweatier and sweatier and sweater and then at the end it felt like a normal 2v2 because all these players were cracked and included in that list were nick cool and Smixy. now i knew nick cool was a demon hybrid like i knew he could play both and it was very apparent he could play both by the way like he 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 was playing controller very well um movement looked clean like all of that good stuff smix i I didn't know if she could play mouse keyboard at all i don't even know if she but well, she's I, frying i don't know if she knew that she could play mouse and keyboard either from what i was yeah. seeing but by by the semifinals and it was obvious like there was a bit of a warm-up period there but by semifinals she was frying and she was playing very well she and Nick cool were playing extremely strong together d- despite um you know playing against theoretically uh you know the uh the, the top team of tommy and almond and uh it's so all that to say like it was an impressive run. They almost took down Tommy and Almond in the semifinals. We saw Tommy and Almond have the easiest bracket of all time on paper. They had a bye, and then they had a second round 3-0 against Mutex and Unrational, and then Smixy and Nick Hool took them to map five. Then they were in the finals. And Now, the other... <laughs>
1: so impressed right because you just said that right was like they, they never had to play a set duo and the fact that smixy and nicole came in she's not feeling well I, I saw um in chat i guess i didn't realize she used to play counter-strike so she at least has some background with mouse and keyboard but the fact that they then came in and uh, def- despite not being a duo despite not maybe feeling 100 percent last minute not a lot of prep came in and took one of the best duos in the entire warzone community to that map five was really impressive
0: and then on the other side huskers uh who i come to find out used to be a cod console demon so he does have a background on controller um but uh came in threw his controller on and was like i'm gonna make a statement about aim assist and then just <laughs> lays it out for him i mean drops a 31 uh, kill game multiple 20 bombs with controller down at the bottom of the bracket noobs was strong on mouse and keyboard probably been grinding played.
1: some so well i yeah. just i feel like they just i feel like they kind of ran out of steam in the grand final. i don't know if tommy and almond are like a boogeyman to them or maybe not even, I, I you know what i don't think i don't think it was tommy and almond i think it was huskers and noobs i feel like have a mental block in 2v2s playing together in a grand final and winning the grand final it, like, yeah, at least perception there, and it just feels like they now have this mental block of they can get to almost to the top of the mountain but they can't actually get to the top of the mountain
0: yeah i mean we're talking about on Nate. like they literally they won so much money like so much money on uh in verdansk together even and then Caldera's has just been like this i mean they've won money certainly but 2v2 is like they just can't quite close it out and they He's split so
1: old man right they get right there yeah and- they get to the finish line, but they just can't get past it.
0: Yeah, like, they split and uh, for, like, a day, and they came back together and were playing it, and they looked really strong. So, anyways, it was a lot of fun. It was one of the more fun events I've had the opportunity to cast from the 2v2 side. Like, you and I have casted, literally in the last, like, two and a half months, we've casted, like, 80-plus hours of 2v2s, which is crazy to, to say out loud. Um, and that was the the most fun eight of those 80 hours by far, um, just because of the storylines and and the difference of... of comedic events or uh, comedic moments as well as like the sweaty moments so it was a cool mm-hmm. event i'm excited for the finals the finals will be a normal 2v2 it'll be uh twenty eight thousand dollars um in uh in that event so double over double the price pool of this last event and um it'll be it'll be a lot of fun all the same duos i would assume smixy and nick cool will not be making a return and we'll see the return of swag sure. and booyah super evan and biffle and uh whoever else decided not to play and then um, I think Legion will get beginning Zepi back as well, and uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be that event. So yeah, ton of fun. I had a blast doing that, and that'll be Thursday or sorry, sorry Tuesday of next week. So this podcast episode audio will air on I believe Thursday, uh, and then four or five days later uh, will be the the finals.
1: Uh, finals around the corner. A uh, lot on the line there. The culmination, obviously, of a uh, tournament. Um, the the second battle for the crown but uh we're gonna need uh guys the uh warzone drama on twitter's been a little uh a little quiet Somebody through the numbers. pot yeah i need like <laughs> a raider or a scum in someone needs to shit tweet someone needs to snap at someone i don't care where the drama starts we need to bump those numbers up because the, the, the flanked one was good flanked flanked one this week was was really good but things have been a, a little sleepy i need y'all to start wilding out on twitter again
0: yeah i'm gonna be very clear Spixie dm me and i i was correct when i was saying she was not feeling well because i saw the tweet she was like i'm gonna get like two hours of sleep i feel horrible she literally dm me during this and uh she said i was literally puking till 5 a.m the night of that reverse input tourney and i was not backing out
1: imagine you're like i'm gonna route till 5 a.m and then go map five with some of the them <laughs> yeah
0: yeah Oh, my gosh.
1: Jesus, that's miserable. Though. I hope she's feeling better.
0: He's had shifty, start shit-talking people on the timeline. It'll be uh, it'll, it'll be helpful for us. Skelman <laughs> usually has some some points. And we have to bring this up to, before we close out this topic. You can probably close out the pod, Katie. Uh, Oakley Boy was one of the people that we said it was not comfortable, of course, on, on mouse and keyboard. It was very apparent. Um, Got into the gulag with the top break and was fighting a level four uh, bot. And the clip went, the The clip went viral because it was some of the the no offense to the guy I love ugly boy he's very talented at this game never, it's never horrible never it's, play, horrible. it's really bad it, it Gary, so Gary tweeted it out bad. I mean so bad I, I maybe I can link the tweet probably in the uh in the what? notes
1: reaction coach and his reaction is what mine was off camera when we watched this happen i remember i had my hand on my head i was screaming when we were watching that please bring it up i'm gonna i'm gonna try
0: hold on hold on hold on i'm kind of i've messed up all of our stuff trying to bring this up because it's so freaking funny there's, there's
1: there's not often moments where i say yes i could play better than what happens in a tournament but that was uh Mm, that hurt me it hurt me
0: okay yeah 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 we're here we're here we're here
1: right all right right you got it it, uh uh,
0: let me let i'm literally just gonna go full screen I'm just gonna like take you away for a second I think this this is the best thing to do because we have to show oh wait that kind of worked uh great let's do this watch watch this clip oh great perfect what am I watching (laughs) oh
1: god I mean, I guess, man, oh. <laughs> you're giving me loads of great equipment. You
0: really <laughs> oh my night. gosh. Oh, one more time, one more time. Audio scissors, this, this will be nothing to you, just us laughing. I'll link it in the description.
1: It is, oh, this hurts my... <laughs> told to what watch am I watching? Gary's like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. He's like, what the fuck? This I is where he goes, what? Loads
0: of great equipment. This is where Gary can do He's like, what
1: alternate reality of Burnerville have I just entered? Oh, dude, that was so funny. We were crying because the best
0: part was that was on main broadcast, dude. Like, that was literally
1: you have to understand how gary was reacting on camera was how we were reacting off camera when we were watching this
0: oh my gosh it was so funny again audio listeners it was really bad basically they just stand in front of each other and try to shoot each other and and nobody can hit anything it was it was horrendous but that was
1: that that... and i feel bad for oakley boy because he was clearly like he just got roasted for this but bless him for providing us that clip, because that's really a gem
0: all right, it's certainly uh, a good content piece so anyways that was the dichotomy of the tournament you had bots, and then you had some demons on the sticks and uh on the on the mouse and keys that when they weren't used to it so really cool to see but uh yeah a lot of, a lot of fun katie we, we've hit all of our topics today we had a great conversation with wars if you guys missed it uh you're tuning in towards the end uh, we talked to the eu scene mm-hmm. definitely go back and watch the vod any anything else to finish off the pod today
1: um, no, to everyone who's been subbing to the YouTube, it's a, it's a brand new one. We really appreciate it. To everyone who hasn't and is considering it, thank you if you end up doing so. But yeah, expect the uh, the full time stamped VOD. Um, everything we talked about with Wars, uh, every other discussion we had here will be up on that YouTube tomorrow. Um, but other than that, no, just getting excited to uh, to cast some PUBG Mobile with you tomorrow.
0: Yeah, PUBG Mobile tomorrow, PUBG Mobile on Friday, PUBG Mobile on Monday. So it's gonna be a three day event, it's gonna be a lot of fun to do. Um, um other than that i mean from my set of things uh yeah I, wow we have like four events in a row essentially not including this weekend we have thursday friday monday and then tuesday would be the finale of chobos events that's crazy um but yeah from my side uh the, I, this is a, a sneak peek this is a little bit of a preview for those that are still listening uh warzone earnings don't tell anybody actually the update has gone live with verdansk earnings and rebirth earnings again don't tell anybody yet uh we're gonna make a post about it later today we have a few little minor kinks that we need to 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 wrinkle out before i make the big post about it and tag people and and just really thank you guys for the support on the website as well the earnings site looks amazing and it auto sorts based on the filters that you have you can fit you can pick verdansk caldera and rebirth to see $400,000 earned by tommy or you could just look at uh caldera and rebirth or just caldera so it's pretty sweet Go check it out, warzoneearnings.com. But again, don't tweet about it yet because I got to I gotta make the official announcement that it's been pulled out of beta and it is fully operational. But other than that, Katie, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um, thanks to everybody for listening. If you're listening on audio, uh, thank you for that. Make sure you leave us a review. All of those good things, they help out our audio. Verse. You guys have been kind of bumping up our audio versus, I don't know, where we don't really promote Spotify, iTunes and all of that. And we've had like, 400 and 500 something listens on audio version only so thanks for listening to that in the car on the way to work and then if you're on the youtube like the video subscribe to the channel please it helps us out and leave a comment uh, maybe a question for Wars or, or something that we can answer in the next episode maybe a guest you'd like to have us on but that's all i've got katie thanks for joining me as per usual this was a lot of fun and shout out to Wars for joining us and looking forward to next week